This podcast is not to be used as medical advice or medical education. If you are experiencing pain, discomfort, or any other medical or physical ailment, please consult a licensed medical doctor or physical therapist. This is the strategy of fitness. Hey, this is Dan Gorin from the Strategy of Fitness Podcast. We'd like to thank you for all of your support. And if you love the podcast, please recommend to a friend. Find the Strategy of Fitness on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Please like, subscribe, follow, and leave a review if you can. On Instagram, we are at the Strategy of Fitness. And we also give you the best gym songs every week, the Strategy of Fitness official hitters playlist on Spotify and Apple Music. Welcome back to the Strategy of Fitness Podcast, Episode 50. Nick Cressy, joined weekly by Dan Gorn and Rob Roland. Rob is out tonight. Dan, what's up, man? Hey, nothing. I'm excited to be here. This is almost a year that we've been doing this podcast every week, so we're excited, and we brought some of our best and greatest fans in for listener appreciation episodes. So very pumped to let you guys hear those interviews. And I'm just, I I think it's just a great milestone of us keeping consistent. We put an episode out every week, like we promised and a really cool place to be. Bro. So let's, before we get into who we talk to, why we talk to them, can you believe this actually lasted 50 weeks? Like think about when we started, I'm not saying that I was pessimistic, but I didn't think we'd hit 50 in a row. What about you? I 1000% knew we would because you were so enthusiastic about it. And <laughs> you said, I mean, I, I can't get into the specifics, but I think you said something to the effect of you'll miss anything, you know, to be on the podcast and make sure it's a weekly occurrence. Yeah. And when I listen to podcasts, I know that if people like I, all I care about is consistency. Are you putting out fresh material? And if you don't give a shit enough to put out fresh material, why should I care to listen to your podcast? So yeah, I actually can. And, you know, Rob, besides being here today, has been pretty remarkably consistent too. So I, I guess I just know your personality. If you commit to something and you're, I think, probably the driving force for getting me to do the podcast and, and kind of, so I got to thank you for kind of getting me out of my own self-doubt and kind of getting me out of my own way to do the podcast. But once we both committed to it, I was like, oh, well, I know Nick's not going to flake out on me. I mean, unless unless we get in some sort of bloodbath brawl here, I think we're, we're good for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean, we track the listens, and even if it was just me and you weekly, at, at this point, I'm committed to doing this until literally I'm I, someone makes me stop. So I love it. That organic listener review, bro, this week, like obviously talking to our boys that, that listen and, and them kind of shouting out, and we'll get into those in a couple minutes, but like that organic listener and seeing people sporadically pop up on SoundCloud listening to us from Sweden and Australia and New Zealand and Belgium and Brazil and Canada. It's like, it, it, it gives me a feeling that I, I can't even articulate. And, and I'm sure it does the same for you. Absolutely. And I guess it comes down to belief. Like there's a belief I had in the people that I have doing this podcast with me. And 
I know for a, a God's honest fact, I don't think there's a better place to get your fitness knowledge. There is zero fluff there. Besides, besides this episode, which you're putting out right now, <laughs> there is not so, a lot. So, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know what this episode is like? It's like the episode of Fresh Prince or like The Simpsons where they go back and they do like yeah. the clips from the past episode. That's, that's <laughs> it all the time. The Office episode when they bring the guy yes. in and they do all the background. I'm like, dude, fuck this episode. They're, they're mailing it in. <laughs> yeah, so we're mailing in. This is our first mailing episode in all the episodes. No, but hey, really quickly, Dan, let's differentiate ourselves a bit. We're bringing people in. We're not doing clips of our old eps. Yes, right? we are. Yeah, so we are bringing. Actually, this is a fucking awesome episode. It took a lot of work. We are bringing fans in. This is listener call in episode. We were talking to some of the latest and greatest strategy of fitness fans. I brought my friend Dan is and just kind of going through my head that don't have a ton of my college and, and old frat friends or friends from home that listen to this. And I think the only one from home probably to be interested would be would be you. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, well, my friend Dan, he's at the gym with me and we compete on workouts all the time and he loves the podcast. So I brought him on and I know you had some great guests too. Yeah, I had Toasty from the Starboard, GM at the Starboard. He was great. Each of these guys I kind of talked to, I, I wanted a different perspective. So to tee it up a little bit, I had Toast from the Starboard. He was great. And his biggest thing is the consistency and structure to his diet. He does some extreme stuff, but it works for him. He talks about his yo-yo dieting a bit and how he's looking to fix that. I thought that fed really nicely into Alex King, one of our most loyal listeners we talk to all the time. And his whole thing was, look, I've never really cared about lifting. Now I'm getting into it. Oh shit, COVID hits. I have a Jersey City apartment with two bedrooms. I'm going to devote one of my bedrooms to a gym. And we've posted that on the IG, but dude, the guys went all in. And it, it shows, and, and he's putting in the work. I had Paul Corny on. His big thing was mindset, and we let I, I, we talked for 22 minutes. You should listen to all 22 minutes of it and then re-listen to it because really, really powerful stuff. It's great to hear the feedback from this, the strategy of fitness, of course, but just him working through things and how he's leveraging and using the tool of exercise and fitness to better his everyday life fired me up. And last but not least... I had Mallory on for the female perspective, and of course, she loved the Kelly Baker episode, but beyond that, just hearing her, really her passion come through on the microphone, I was standing right next to her kind of watching her talk about what she's gotten from from listening and, and learning, you know, it, it, it gets me fired up for the next 50, 150, 250 episodes to come. Yeah, absolutely, and it's funny because you could live with someone and obviously, you know, Mallory's your wife and not understand the full impact of your words. I know when Leah was, you know, commuting on her way to work now, things have completely changed and listening to it, she would be like, oh, that was a good point that Nick made her, you know, I, I never thought of it that way. So it's amazing that you could listen, you know, have somebody kind of maybe hear your voice in a different light besides you talking to them and being so closely related to them. And they just kind of see things in a little different way is a cool way to reach people. But yeah, it, the, the guests and, and, you know, I, you know, we joke around about different things, but it really is is mind blowing that we have you know the listener and the listenership that we have. I think it's it's fantastic, and I I go back to what I thought about when I started this podcast is if there's one person out there that like has any significant positive change in their life because of this podcast, every fucking second is worth it. That's all I care about, and it seems like the the, the podcast has already had that type of impact, and I just wanted to to keep growing and make more of an impact like that on other people too. Yeah, that gave me chills, bro. So without further ado, let's get into some of our most valued listeners. Let's get it. Let's go. 
Hey guys, this is Dan Gorin of the Strategy of Fitness. I'm here with a listener appreciation. So this is a buddy of mine, Dan Parker, from the gym. We work out buddies on a couple competitions together. Him and our other friend Rich competed actually against me and Dan in the competition last summer. So he's somebody I've been known, I've known kind of since I started CrossFit a couple of years ago. Good dude, and he is an instructor too, a CrossFit level one instructor. So bringing on Dan Parker here for Listener Appreciation Week. What's up, Dan? How you doing, man? All right. So first off, that was the longest introduction that anybody will ever give me and you hardly even talked about me that was just the longest introduction ever and i appreciate all the words that you didn't say about me so thank you <laughs> it's an honor to have you here and like i said they kind of getting this list together i was thinking about all my friends and they're all dirtbags and don't listen to the podcast or support what i do but i thought about you know people who do and you're, you're the name that came up that always kind of chimes in with you know what you thought of the episode or kind of what what you like what you don't yeah. like and pretty consistently listen so we uh we certainly appreciate it here at the strategy fitness yeah when you first started the podcast with nick cressy and i remember the, the very first podcast when it was just you two introducing yourselves First thing I thought was that you had the perfect voice for a pod or perfect face for a podcast. You, you, you fit the role. <laughs> that's, fu- that's fucked up, man. You fit the role, and so so does Nick. So shout out to him. Yeah, <laughs> you got you guys both fit the role to not be on TV and to be on a podcast. No, yeah, I know we're not winning it. Me especially not winning a beauty contest. But I think if if you look, I have a good like a decent kind of loud voice for it. You know. I'm, and the face doesn't match up. Like I kind of had some people talking. They're like, "You got an alpha dog voice," but you know, I look like shit. So it's, you got you got to take the good with the bad, I guess. Yeah, I was about to make an inappropriate joke, but I'll, I'll keep it above. I'll do like a PG eighteen, I guess, and not not go. Too, <laughs> I won't go too. That hard, works. I won't go too hard. I'm going to give you the floor, man. Tell us a little bit about kind of when you, like you said, you listen since episode one, I'd say we're fierce competitors at the gym. What is uh, strategy of fitness brought to your life? Yeah. So the strategy of fitness has been a great podcast. It's been, it's been fun to listen to. It's been fun to hear you guys. I feel like I know you and the boys really well just from listening and can kind of talk shit back just to hear what you guys have to say sometimes. It's kind of, it's, it's pretty fun to hear Father Rob give his preach on fitness and then to hear Nick Cressy just say big weight all day. And here we go, send it. But recently I was in a workout this past week and I was doing kettlebell swings and rowing. And did you do it? That you did yeah, that? Yes, I did do that work. I think you pretty handily kicked my ass, which I was a little surprised at because you know I know rowing's not your forte, although you're pretty damn good at it. It's not yeah, like bro, see, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a silent rower because I, I rowed in high school. I, I did crew from, and you were second, a lifeguard, right? That you, you do some rowing in the life at the beach beach guard, right? Yeah, ab- absolutely. So I'm I'm always a silent person on the rower. Everyone thinks that I, I can't row, but then my my numbers end up showing, and then everyone forgets it because I'm this five six. 190 pound chode. So, <laughs> so no, nobody, nobody thinks I can row every time it comes to rowing, but then my numbers come up and they're pretty well. But so it was, it was a heavy kettlebell swing day. It was a 70, 70 pound kettlebell, eight swings on the 92nd mark. Then you row max calories for 10 rounds, right? Did I explain that? Yep. So eight and eight. I don't know if you said this, but eight kettlebell swings. So eight kettlebell yeah. swings. Yeah. yeah. Per round there. Per round. Yeah. And 
it was fun because I, I love heavy kettlebell swings. I just, I just love that full American, not the Russian swing. Like we're, we're Americans here. We go overhead. So like, it's, it's almost like going to like a rock concert. Like you just, you, you have that over your head and you swing all the way down. And if you allow your hips to hinge and you're just throwing your head down and you're following that kettlebell and then you're ripping it back up, it, it's like going to like a Metallica concert all over again. Like you're just ripping up and down eight times and then get on that rower and a lot of people failed at that workout and i i'm gonna i'm gonna put you in that category because you should have beat me in that but everybody i should have yeah what what a lot of crossfit athletes or a lot of hit training athletes do when it comes to the rower they don't know that it's not about the speed on the rower it's not about going fast it's not about like zipping back and forth boom 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 it's about power it's about exploding backwards and then as you come back to the catch they would call it like when you start the rower they they call that the catch because that's when the oar would be in the water and you'd be pulling the water so that very beginning spot everybody rushes up there they don't catch their breath or it's all about they're trying to make fast repetitions on it where it's really a one two three as much power as you can rip back and pull where a lot of CrossFit athletes, especially like the RX and novices and people that don't know how to do the rower correctly, they'll just go as fast as they possibly can where it's really about as much power as you can and a slow, consistent pace, you could say. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I saw one graphic that was a really good description where it's almost like a two to one. You want that pull to be a powerful one second or let's say one second, like one unit of time, but sure. then the kind of drive back and the catch should be two units of that time. So whatever time you spend pulling should be two units of that time. Yeah. And a catch. Okay. Is that, like is that. that about, what, about what you're saying? I, I thought that was a good little hit on the graphic. Yeah, definitely. Because like when, as I was, I was coaching that day, but I did the workout beforehand and got there early and I seeing everybody just like that recovery. Like that's when you want to breathe. Like you got to, you got to breathe at some point. Right. And if you're ripping forward to pull again and you're not even getting a chance to breathe, you're, you're going to blow out. You're going to, you're going to blow your load early. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was in that category where I hit like something close to 400 for that first round. I hopped on it like, you know, 18 seconds or something, just ripped it and then just slowly died throughout the workout. But good on you. That was a good performance. And the days, like I said, the wrist is healing up nicely. So the days of you enjoying that spot on the leaderboard, though, are coming to an end here in the next week or two. But enjoy it while you got it, Hoss. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, I, I, I enjoy you being right below me. It's always been a good spot. No, nah, it's fine. I don't mind getting beat by you. But yeah, it was it was a good week in the gym. I think you got an interesting background. You were a swimmer, too, right? Yeah. And it's kind of, kind of fucked up because they put it in the games and stuff. But you don't have a, like, how sick would it be if we had a pool at our gym? I mean, this is all... But and you could just yoke people with swimming too. Yeah, I so being a lifeguard, so I, I was a competitive swimmer for 15 years. Swam through high school, went to state championships all four years as an individual, and for my team. So pretty good resume in swimming. And like again, I was I'm, I'm five six. Like I'm I'm not supposed to be a swimmer. Like when you look at the the D. D3 or D2 and D1 athletes of swimmers, they're, they're in the six foot category. They're lanky. They're ugly looking. They're, you got some long ass arms. Though. I will say that you got long arms. Yeah. Thank you. You're, you're probably the only person that will say that. But so the, the background of swimming is an awesome one to have because 
you're one, you're, you're just comfortable in the water and you like being here in Atlantic city, there's plenty of jobs for you're a lifeguard. Everyone here is swimmers. They're all lifeguards. And I always tried as a lifeguard on the beach troll, being a CrossFit athlete now for six years, I would have always loved to see a CrossFit competition being held in Atlantic city with like a swimming, like I've, I don't know what year it was. Was it 2015? Some, some CrossFit maniacs going to listen to this and tell the right date, but they had it in the games. It was the Abu Dhabi games. I think it was 2016. I don't know, but it was kettlebell snatches, 21, 15, nine, and then swim a quarter mile. Totally. I don't care who you are out there. If you think you're a badass CrossFitter, if you're not into swimming a quarter mile, fuck you up. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, you're going to gas out. You're going to, your legs are going to burn. Your core is going to burn. Then your shoulders are going to give out. Especially if you're racing, if you're going against high competitors and you're trying to keep up, it's, it's all going to burn. So my, my point being with that is like, if you were in some sort of competition setting like that, like if we or somebody was able to set something up like that in Atlantic city, that would be a huge advantage for you. Cause you would probably just, just pick up right where you left off. You know, I think the conditioning would be there at least to an extent. And then your form would just blow people away. Yeah. For the first time in my CrossFit career, I'd be in front of a couple of people that. (laughs) Yeah. So Dan, thanks for joining us here. We got a couple of quick hitters to get you out on. So you got to give us one would be your gym song. So we got the strategy of fitness, official gym hitters. I want to say you've been quizzed a couple of times. I've definitely used one or two of the songs you've suggested to me. What is a good gym hitter you got for us this week? All right. So I'm going to give a few and I'm going to give a different scenario for each of them. This is off the top of my head because you, you gave me no insight on what we're going to do here. But first thing is DNA by Kendrick Lamar. You guys might've put him on there before, but DNA. He's, he's by, on, he's on there, but not for DNA, but that's a great song. Dude, when it hits. So say you're doing France, say you're doing a workout that's six minutes long or whatever, four minutes long. Say it's like a, a crazy friend. You're going for a PR friend and it gets that two minute marker and the music shuts off. The, 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 he just goes acapella and he just starts going heavy into it. That it's going to fucking jack up your heart rate and you're going to want to push it. And you, there's no, let, like, you know how like sometimes like David Goggins talks about shout out to David Goggins, but like he like, yeah. talks about like, like, Oh, you're getting soft. You're getting soft. Like push harder, push harder. When that two minute marker happens at DNA by Kendrick Lamar, there, there's no getting soft. You're, you're immediately pushing. There's, there's no letting go. Yeah. I was going to say too, I, I love just the heaviness of the beat throughout the song too. So I know that that part's sick at the end, but the heaviness that beat, I think is pretty, pretty spectacular throughout the song too. Yeah. There's, there's no quit in that song. Not, none at all. Good, yeah. good pick. You got it. Another one for us. So another one I'll go with is I, I sent you them a couple of times. I was trying to push you to get them on, but you, uh, you threw me off. So the the band is a band that I grew up with. It came from like sixth grade and the album, every time a song comes on from the, that album, I end up having to listen to the entire album because it just lifts me in rage. The band is called Comeback Kid and the song is False Idols. And the song pretty much is talking about how we all look up to like these bullshit people and how it's like false idols. and the, the tempo is just heavy and it, it just, it wants you to move. You, you, you have to move. 
No, I think I've heard you've definitely played it in the gym. It is a good gym hitter. It's just one of those things I never got to. So bad on me. We'll put it on the list. It's good shit. Cool. So do you guys have another one or those those were your two? Those are those are two great ones. We'll, yeah, uh, we'll end I'll, it there I'll if that's cool with you. One more. I'll, th- I'll throw out another <laughs> one if you, if you want another Fuck one. It, let's go. So we'll go to a, a local band, a South Jersey band. They were a like death metal band growing up when I was like when I was like thirteen, I went to like their underground show. But they tour all through Europe. They tour all through the United States. They they had a good following. The band is called Years Spent Cold, and they are a gruesome band. They are it, it is just heavy bass, heavy tempo on the drums. And the song I'll do is Toy Soldier, and the song comes on, and it's just it's just aggressive. It's violent. It like if you're throwing a heavy kettlebell, like you're gonna have no problem with it because the music's going to make you want to just bang your head up and down. Like you're just, you're, <laughs> you're, you're fine with it. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate it. And I, I love metal in general. I'll let you know though, that this song choice is probably going to lead to about six or seven texts from Nick and his friends is from the beach that hate all my music. So at yeah, least they're not blaming you're, you're, me. You're at least hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't put me in the same category of your <laughs> metal because your metal exists of like seventies bleach hair and they're like whining into the microphone. This is like, this is deep. This is aggressive. It, it makes you, <laughs> it, you want to run through a wall. Like I have them on my playlist and it's called run through a wall. Cause the minute it comes on, it's like, it's violence. It's, it makes you want to go. I promise if it's in the, if it's in any spectrum of metal, it, it will be, I'll be getting angry texts, but I appreciate it. And I'll listen to it. Yeah. Well, it'll, it'll help Nick out. It'll get his BD out a little bit. Yeah, Nick is one of the most aggressive people in just kind of like, especially working out. And it's just like I, the metal thing just it throws him off. I don't think he's into it. So it's a little bit of a conundrum, but good shit. What's so, funny, though, Dan, know- he'll, he'll listen to uh, the bands. I, I love all his, the bands that he does like, but he, he likes the, the New Jersey. Yeah, he likes the emo scene, which we all, I think, I right. love that scene. I, I yeah. love it. All, all the Taking Back Sundays, the, the Save the Days out there, out there that whole genre. I have so much fun listening to that music and lifting, but that's like, it's got for that music. It has to be like headphones only because like eight out of the 10 people in, in the gym are going to be like, what is this? Um, well, I'll tell you who the two people aren't. That's going to be doing that is me and you. When we lift to taking back Sunday this yeah. week. It's yeah. I, I have awesome. a blast listening to them. Cause it's, it's fun to like today, like, like cause you and I, we we go to the same CrossFit gym. So obviously it's always high tempo. So we're always constantly listening to like high tempo songs, but if we're if we're doing like a max, if we're doing a one rep max on anything, if power cleans or you know squats or deadlifts, like sometimes it's it's better just to have like that song that you can like sit, you know the words to, so you can kind of get like into the groove, but you kind of like get hyped off the words instead of like that constant high tempo. Does that make sense? I think familiarity with certain songs just gets you in a better spot. You know, it's almost like a mental, you know, it's almost like an old friend or your favorite beer. It just kind of puts you in that, in that comfort zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's good shit. Speaking of beer or seltzers, what's your favorite seltzer, Hoss? I know you, I know you partake in some, some weekend activities and you've been doing that. It's basically your performance. If you could track Dan Parker's performance, you know, it skyrockets when the weather gets cold and he's just killing in the gym. He's not going out. It's just amazing. Then summer hits and he's kayaking and drinking on the weekend. So it yeah. dips a little bit, but I, I'd say you kept it up better this summer. I think you're doing a lot better this summer. Performance. Yeah. Better. yeah. I'll, I'll, so, 
right right now i yeah shout out to becca sartorio my girlfriend she keeps me in line the leash is tight the collar is on <laughs> but it's all it's all for good and all for love but so right now i have a budweiser in my hand right now always been one of my favorite drinks it's just easy at the liquor store i know where it's at i don't have to look for it <laughs> makes it easy but when it comes to the seltzers, man, back in May, May and June, I was drinking those Bud Light seltzers practically every day to the point where I couldn't even drink them anymore. So I, <laughs> then I, I went over to the Claws and I'm like, these are the same. They're just nice because they're refreshing and you can, you can just drink a bunch of them and have a good time. So brand and flavor, give me like the brand of like the best brand of flavor you've tried in your, in your experience. The summer, I'll go with the summer picks. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like seltzered out by now. It's like August. I'm getting back into like September. I'm, I'm camping more. I'm sleeping in the woods a lot recently. So I'm like, I'm like less seltzer now and I'm back to like my Budweiser's. But May, June, and July, I was seltzered. And I think the strawberry Bud Light seltzers were, were my jam. I, I thought they were the best. They, they came in at number three on our seltzer power ranking, so that's a good choice. They're, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, they're, they're very strawberry, but I liked it because I love strawberries. Yeah, if I'm sometimes you know what, if I'm making a peanut butter jelly sandwich, I'll do it with strawberry jam. I'm not, I'm not scared of it. Fuck yeah, dude! You strawberries know I mean? are awesome. I was gonna do an episode where we do fruit power rankings, and if we did that, I think strawberries would be my number one. Raspberries quickly behind, but that that's another topic for another day. What's your favorite episode of the Strategy of Fitness or favorite favorite moment? All right. So when I was, I was taking my CrossFit level one for the second time back in November and you guys were going over the different energy systems and I could relate to it a lot because I was literally studying it. It was very helpful for me and it, it was probably the most knowledgeable episode because you guys really broke it down. Yeah, it went downhill after that, but we, we were definitely minding our P's and Q's at that point. That was early on. Yeah, you guys you guys fell apart and became degen- like your true degenerates that you are, but I appreciate <laughs> it. Then I'll, I would say most recently during that workout, rowing and kettlebell swings, I think it was Rob, who is a CrossFit athlete, but won't say that he is because he's afraid of it. He's in denial. He's too cool. He, he's full denial. He's, he's sitting in his cave. He won't talk about CrossFit, but... He talked about if you don't have a heavier kettlebell and you're you're having an easy time with it, start ripping, like start torquing it down. It's not always about the hip hinge and and lifting it up and getting that belt above your head. He started talking about like ripping it downwards. Like if it if it feels light, rip it downwards. And during that past workout of the eight kettlebell swings at seventy pounds and then rowing. I was having a blast. It was I, that 70 pound is like nothing. I, I enjoy it. So I started to literally just torque it downwards. And I thought about you guys and how I, I got that cue from you guys. So shout out to all of you guys for talking about that. Yo, good shit, Dan. We're going to get you out of here, man. Thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks for the support. And like I said, the listeners, all you guys, especially yourself, who's been with us since day one, you make the strategy of fitness happen. And one of the main reasons we do it, man. Take care. Awesome. It was Catch good you in the gym this week. Yeah, later. Later. Welcome to the Strategy of Fitness podcast, Paul Carney, my man. What's going on, bro? Oh, man. Having a great day. Super honored to be here. I've been listening to Strategy of Fitness for almost a year now since episode one and can't believe I'm actually a guest. Dream come true, man. This is awesome. Oh, man. That, that, that's awesome. And look, when, when I was thinking of who I wanted to reach out to, 
the loyal listeners, the people that are like, you know, we're, we're back and forth almost all the time. You and I, we, we do some real estate stuff together. We're always looking for the next time we can drink some natties together. <laughs> but the last like year, it's it's been very fitness focused. So I thought this made a ton of sense. Before we jump into that, give people kind of the rundown of who you are, what you do professionally, where you live, and then we'll get into kind of your journey. Yeah, cool. Perfect. Paul Carney, 35 years old. I live now in Northern Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C., happily married, total babe, an ex-shot girl at the starboard, a father of two. My daughter is four years old. Her name is Avery. My son is two. His name is Austin. I'm a commercial real estate broker as my profession. I've been doing that for a little over 10 years. Awesome, man. So look, the, the, the beauty of talking to several different people on this episode is everyone's got different perspectives. They have different home situations, work situations. Give us yours. Let's actually start where you were maybe 12 to 18 months ago and and take us to present day. Cool. Well, I mean, uh, let's flash back to, I, I think it, it was about a year ago where the strategy of fitness kicked off episode number one. I remember sitting on the, the Metro going downtown to Washington, DC and listening to that very first episode. And, you know, like many, I, over the years have, have let my fitness slip. I mean, listen, dating back to to high school, right? I was a very mediocre high school basketball player, but I really cared about it. Like I was really passionate about being somewhat relevant. So, you know, I put a lot of of work into into my craft back when I was 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. Flash forward a couple years to college. I think I did enough fitness-wise in college just to get by. I was still young. My metabolism was strong. I was surfing all the time. So I was, I was moving my body and a, a, a lot. I wasn't lifting that much, definitely wasn't running. And then, you know, flash forward a couple, couple years after that, you know, you start your, start your career and, you know, a lot of focus goes into that. And at least for me, over, you know, probably a 10-year period you know, my fitness was slowly declining day by day, year by year. And I didn't even really know it. It wasn't until listening to that strategy of fitness episode number one, that something clicked in my head that said, man, I got to, I got to make a change and I'm going to make a change today. And I did. So I kind of started my, my adult fitness journey at the time I was, you know, 34 years old, couple, couple young kids at home, which Nick, you know, is, is, you know, can come, comes with its, its many challenges, (laughs) toddlers in the house, you know, not getting much sleep. And, you know, I, I, I made a decision to change my life and, and I did. Yeah. And that, that's awesome. First of all, that's really cool that it happened 50 weeks ago, the episode, right. But even, even more so, the transformation that I've seen, especially in the mindset from you, and I think we'll get into that in a couple minutes, but let's just talk physically. Dude, I mean, how you, you've lost some weight. You were never a, a fat guy, right? Like you, maybe you had a little bit of extra weight on you, but what was that like? And how was it dealing with the plateaus? Or was it something that you you were kind of excited about as they came. Well, I, I appreciate the kind words. I mean, ju- looking back at all the pictures of me from one year ago and, and before, I definitely carried a lot of fatness in my face. That's for sure. So <laughs> I do the same thing, bro. If I, if I go, if I go, if I have a bad week, I have a fat head. So I, you know, that's, that's tough. Yeah, man. I, I look back at some of those pictures and I'm like, damn. Yeah. The, the mental thing is, is, is really where it all started. You know, so 
I, I think that day I kind of said, okay, well, what do I want to do that? Like, what can I do that is outside of my comfort zone? And I, I really don't like running. It's not really my thing. It's never been my thing. So I just started doing it one day at a time, one day at a time, one day at a time, a little, a little bit here, a little bit there. And, y- you know, things, the transformation happened over, you know, a, a long period of time, but you're right. Like for the first time, I, I feel comfortable actually like taking my shirt off, right? It, like at the beach, like I don't feel, I don't feel weird doing that. It, it was a kind of all or nothing thing for me. The fitness is one piece of it, but the diet is the other. Drinking is, is another piece. I was very used to, you know, I, I don't drink a lot, but I, but I used to drink often. So I would have, you know, two glasses of wine at night. I would have a couple beers at night and, you know, that would mess up my, my early morning wake ups and my early morning routine. And, 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 you know, so it, it, it was hard, it was hard to execute on, on multiple levels when I was, you know, when I was drinking at night and not being able to hit, hit on all cylinders. So that's, that's kind of the start. Yeah. And then can you speak a little bit to the broader picture of how exercising has given you that clarity and confidence that you and I have talked offline about, and I don't think we need to get into here, but like, it's pretty powerful when you reflect and say, man, this has really changed what I think about myself and how that is, how how I exude myself to the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. This is one thing that I've been, that I've been thinking about a lot recently. So I used to work out, like I said earlier, just enough to get by, right? Like, okay, my 4th of July, you know, beach week is coming up. I know my wife is going to look great in a bikini. Like, what do I need to do for the next 30 days to, you know, diet a little bit, get a couple workouts in so I don't look completely sloppy for my week at the beach. And that's kind of how I lived for, for, you know, 10 years. I, I would, I would yo-yo diet when I needed to, and I wasn't really focused. I didn't have an actual program. So working out for me was, the the most important thing was how I look. Like, how can I just look reasonably okay during this beach week? Now, when I look at my at my fitness, number three on my list, like if I look at like the top three most important things to me during my fitness journey, number three is how I look. Like for the first time in geez, 10 years, I can actually see some semblance of, of, of abs on my stomach, which is awesome. And I'm really pumped up about that. And I'm feeling good. I'm feeling lean. I'm feeling confident. But that's number three on my list. Number two is how I perform. You know, when I started this and, and I started with my running, I was running, you know, a mile or two, maybe three miles max at probably a 9.15, 9.30 pace. Little by little, I was chipping away at that, and I was, you know, starting to, you know, starting to to hydrate properly and eat properly, and then I just started seeing results. So little by little, I started seeing my my times go down nine fifteen to nine to eight forty five to eight thirty. You know, the quarantine, I've I've gotten a lot of running in, you know, because I've I've had the opportunity to just be home a lot. You know, I think my best three miler, I guess last week I did a five k and at a seven minute pace. So I think it was twenty one minutes and forty seven seconds. Like to me that like, that's huge success. And I know I'm just competing against myself and outside of me, that doesn't really matter, but, but that's, that's really awesome. I, I, I did a half marathon during the quarantine, which I never in a million years thought that I would do. I didn't even, I, I actually went out to run five miles that day and I was just feeling it. And the music was good. The, the strategy of fitness gym hitters just, you know, had me, had me rolling. Next thing, next thing I know I'm running 13.1 miles. And I, I did that in an hour and 52, which is like an eight thirty pace. 
it, just way down from from what I was what I was doing even just a year ago. And then what I'm really passionate about and what I really truly love doing is surfing. I've been surfing for. 20 years, 20 plus years. And I go to Puerto Rico every single winter for a surfing trip. And when I was younger, I could get away with not being athletic and being fine with surfing for three or four days in a row. But, you know, as I became, you know, 28, 29, 30, 32, 33, 34 years old, it became really challenging just to be able to paddle out in those big waves and dive on duck dive under the waves, man, by, by day two, man, I was totally shot. My, I was so sore. My, my chest, my back, everything was so sore. I went surfing last week at Assateague Island with a, with a friend of mine and the waves were big and stormy and sloppy and, and a typical day that I would, I, I used to look out and say, I'm not going out there. That doesn't look fun at all. And if I did go out, I probably would have quit after 15 minutes, but geez, man, I, I, I'm in personally, you know, the best shape that I've been in, in 10 or 15 years. And I probably surfed for two and a half hours. It was out of my comfort zone. I had a blast doing it. I caught a bunch of waves. It was a challenge. The waves were just, re- it was really challenging to get out there. So man, I can't wait to wait for my next Puerto Rico trip. Probably, probably in, in the spring of, of 2021, it's going to be the first time actually being in shape. And I, you know, I, I just feel like my performance is going to be on a completely different level, which I'm pumped about. And then number one on the list is how I feel. So how I look is number three. Number two is how I perform. Number one is how I feel. I'm about to share something publicly that I've never told you. I've, I've, you know, my, my wife and my mom are probably the only two people that know, know this about me. But for as long as I can remember, I've had what I would consider pretty severe stomach issues. You know, two, three, four times a month dating back to middle school, I'd be up in the middle of the night, like keeled over with like, like severe abdominal pains. And I've been tested for IBS and Crohn's, Crohn's disease and, and celiacs and everything. I've been tested for everything. And, you know, they've never come up with, with, you know, a reason like why I'm feeling this way. Well, it turns out I just, you know, ate like an, ate like a dick for, you know, my entire life. My diet was bad, no fitness routine, not being hydrated enough. And, so the most important thing for this fitness journey, the biggest takeaway that I have is, is, is how I feel. I have not had a single, I don't, I don't want to jinx myself right here, right now. I have not had a single stomach ache for like nine months. And I'm not exaggerating when I say it, it was a almost weekly thing for as long as I can remember. I'm talking like 20 years and I'm not dealing with that anymore right now because of, because of my fitness, I'm staying active active. I'm moving my body. I'm eating healthy and all of those, and I'm staying super hydrated and all of those are going into this, this new me, which, which is, which has been really, really life-changing. Dude, that is, that's so, so awesome. I, I don't even have words really. And you know, your, your, your number two bullet was performance, but I'm thinking here, you know, it, and this is what I hope comes across on the podcast is like fitness it isn't about performance for 99% of the people. Like if you're competitive with yourself, obviously you're going to, you're going to keep track. But like the reason we do this every week and the reason I care so much about it just personally is fitness is just a tool to make you have a healthier, happier and less stressful life. And it sounds like that's exactly the tool that you're using right now 
And it's just so awesome to hear it articulated, man. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, That's really man. cool stuff. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, geez, I was I was not working out. I had a bad diet. I, I I was I was just comfortable, I guess, in my life. And it was just easier to order pizza and a cheesesteak rather than making a salad or going grocery shopping. And you know, the 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 fitness piece of it can be measured, right? Like this this is this is yeah. one layer deeper. The fitness piece can be can be measured. You can go run a mile. And then a year later, you can run a mile again. And if it's a worse time, well, you, you know, probably got worse as an athlete over that 12 months, right? Like you can hop on a scale and, and, and tell pretty quick, okay, I gained five pounds, I gained 10 pounds. You can, you can check your percentage body fat and, and, you know, you can look at older pictures and be like, oh, like I used to look like this and now I look like this. The silent killer for me over over that 10-year period was something that I actually couldn't see, and it's what you touched on, and it was the mindset. I didn't realize – I mean, I knew that I was becoming a, a worse and worse, at, worse athlete day by day, year by year. I knew that. I could track that. What I didn't see coming, the silent killer for me was, was the mindset. I, be, I became so soft mentally over the years, and I didn't even know it. Now, you know, throw a couple toddlers into the mix, uh, a million nights in a row of, of not sleeping through the night and just being frustrated of, you know, trying to like, you know, that, you know, the parenting journey, man, like you're, yeah, you're, you're on, you're on the journey yourself. I mean, it- if you know me, you know, I'm always on the run up early and home late. So having a three hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me. What is in the cards is AG1. It's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals I need to perform. I first gave AG1 a try because it was, I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop, mixed in water, once a day, and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash provengrit. That's drinkag1.com slash provengrit. Check it out. Parenting will absolutely expose all of your deepest secrets and all of your weaknesses. Like that's just what it is. So if you're not strong mentally, physically, with your diet, emotionally, man, that shit will break you. And I was at the point that, man, I was, I was broken. And, and the fitness journey that I've been on over the last, uh, over the last 12 months has completely changed that. And man, I'm never looking back. I love that. And, and one thing that I really love that you said, and I, I don't say this enough on the pod, but you know, comfort breeds complacency and complacency attacks accountability. And they all, it's, it's a nasty little chain reaction. So it sounds like, you know, you fixed that, you broke the chain. Now you're accountable, you're attacking it. And nothing good happens in comfort other than having your feet up on the couch and watching, you know, basketball. But in the grand scheme of things, we, 
we all want to, you know, the reason I talk to you so much is because you're a high performer, you have aspirations and, and you're a go-getter. So it, it's so great to hear over the last year, how you've just, how you've attacked it and really cool. Hey, quickly, you've done some cool stuff with COVID. I got to talk to you about the, the, the cases of water that you clean. <laughs> How's that going? Because we got to get you some weights here soon. Oh man, you, you'll be happy to know I finally found somebody on Facebook Marketplace that was selling dumbbells at a reasonable price. I mean, early, early, yeah, early COVID, I mean, dating back to April, I, I searched, I, I actually went on Dick Sporting Goods and they didn't have a single dumbbell within a hundred miles of my house at any of their locations. So then I started going to Facebook Marketplace and people were putting 25 pound dumbbells up on Facebook marketplace for like $200, like really exploiting the situation. So I waited and I waited. And, you know, during that time period, I'm out in my front yard and I'm doing front rows with, you know, big rocks out of my garden and I'm doing shrugs and cleans with cases of water and uh, just, yeah, man, getting it done. But, you know, after a couple, couple months, I was like, man, I need some real weights. I was my, my, my daughter has it's now my son's has a tricycle that I was curling because it was like, <laughs> I don't even know like how much weight it was, but it was just like big enough and awkward enough that it actually made for like a decent workout. I mean, it, it, it was cool. And you know, for a few weeks, I'm so happy to have these dumbbells. I, I finally have them. I got them about I don't know, maybe a month ago. And I, I, I have five different, five different sets of, of, you know, different weights. And, and so that's been game changing for me because I was getting a ton of running in early COVID, but I was seeing my best results pre COVID with the actual gym workouts and lifting and, and doing things that I hadn't done since really college. So I was really missing out on, on that piece of it for sure. So I'm pumped to have the the dumbbells back. And once this, the world opens back up, man, I'm, I'm turning my gym, my, my garage into a, into an actual gym because, you know, COVID 20 or whatever's coming next, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm prepared because, you know, the, the lifting the rocks in my garden was cool for like a couple of days, but then it got old pretty quick. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it's it's more of a good story than it is functional, <laughs> especially in perpetuity. But that's yeah. awesome, and it it is something for people. You know, just get it done however you can. You know, to transition here. First of all, thank you so much for sharing everything you've shared. It's been great. A couple self serving questions, and we got to start with the most important, and it's what's your favorite non alcoholic seltzer? Man, I don't think I drink any non alcoholic seltzers. Interesting. That's very surprising, and it's <laughs> not an answer I was ready for. I, I, I don't think Espe- you really especially like for me. Either, do you? <laughs> no, not 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 really. But I see. I thought that question was going to be coming. What was my favorite alcoholic seltzer? And I uh, my my rebuttal question to that would be: Are high noons considered seltzers? Because yeah, if so, yeah. Are. Okay, then that's that's my one A. I th- I think the high noons are the most smooth out of, out of the group. And I know you were you were hoping that I was going to say the natty light seltzer because. You and me are, are, are natty bros for life, and I love natty. It's my favorite beer, but I but I definitely like the high noons. Yeah, I'm with you. The vodka sodas, we're, we're lumping them in with the seltzers. And that's why we ask the non-alcoholic one, because it makes no sense. What adult would ask another adult what their favorite uh, non-alcoholic seltzer is? But, you know... <laughs> that's what we do here. I know. Um, I, I was stumped for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> favorite Strategy of Fitness podcast episode? Ooh, ooh, I love this topic. Energy Systems was my favorite episode for a long period of time. I was I was just I couldn't believe that somebody knew that much about about 
all of that stuff that I've, I've never even heard of. I was so lost the entire episode and I loved it. And I know you were too, Nick. Recently, I absolutely loved the episode. You're going to have to remind me of his name. I think his name was Mitch. He's a Navy SEAL and an MMA yeah, fighter. Yeah. yeah. That episode was incredible. I feel like he's the most like nonchalant, laid back, just psychopath on earth. complete psychopath, <laughs> badass, like would literally kill anybody in the whole world with his hands if he wanted to. But just like completely nonchalantly, he would just do it. Like, uh, like yeah. I, I, I would love to meet that guy one day. I was so intrigued by that entire episode. But man, you know, candidly, my favorite episode and the most meaningful one for me was that very first episode. Man, sitting on the sitting on the metro, going to work, listening to your voice, listening to listening to Father Rob and Dan, and you know, for whatever reason, something clicked in my mind that very day. And it was, it was truly life-changing for me, man. So, so episode number one will always be the most valuable and, and important and favorite episode to me. So thank you to, to you and the Strategy of Fitness Bros for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. That's awesome. Our parting shot here, since we are, we are without Dan and Rob, <laughs> do you have anything for Dan's hitters that you, would you like to articulate your feeling when the playlist is you're vibing, you got five or six good hip hop songs on in a row, and then one of the hair metal songs come on. What what happens to you? Alexa. Did you just spike your phone? Alexa, <laughs> next song. <laughs> well, you handle it way better than I do. So. Man, I, I got to tell you, all three of you guys bring such different things to the podcast. So, you know, you got you to gotta take the good with the different, right? And, and there's so much good when the three of you guys are vibing on the pod. And, you know, do my do my song preferences align with Dan's? Absolutely not. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I, I, I wouldn't change who he is. I wouldn't change his music. But I'm going to continue to say, Alexa, next song. Yeah, they're not ready for rock, paper, chilling yet, but maybe one day. Oh, man, that's probably season two. Uh, yeah, exactly. For anyone that doesn't know, in Paul's <laughs> past life, he was a damn good suburban rapper. Oh, man, I love it. Uh, man, I, uh, I appreciate the kind words. <laughs> of course. Well, Paul, thanks so much, man. And hey, hey real quick, are, are, your, your are, journey. Are, we, are we signing off, man? I, I thought I, I was under the impression that I was going to get a hitter. Oh, God, of course. I, I can't believe it. I was thrown off because you didn't have a non-alcoholic seltzer. Uh, well, yeah, give me a hitter. Actually, can you give me an example of a non-alcoholic seltzer? I'm still like totally uh, yeah, like a bubbly, like a LaCroix. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't drink any of those, but maybe I should start. Water. Yeah, I just crush. I, I I crush Deer Park. I'm looking at my Deer Park water right now. That's that's kind yeah, of my good. Maybe the carbonation is just not good for you. So you don't mess with it. Yeah, it's not it's not really my thing, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a try and I'm gonna report back. Anyway, Jim Hitters, man, I got a really good one for for the pod. I got a really good one for the for the playlist, man. I'm big into Logic right now. I've been into him for a while ever since his Young Sinatra mixtapes and. I think he's got like three different Young Sinatra mixtapes. Anyway, he just released his quote unquote last album because he's retiring, which means he's going to probably release another album next year. Going back to 2017, his album titled Everybody, he has a song called America. So Logic America, man, this song just when, when I need that extra boost, it, getting a workout in, that's my go to right now. So Dan, Father Rob, hope you guys agree. Nick, I know you're you're in sync with this one. I don't even know if if, if you've ever heard the song, but you're gonna love it. Awesome. Well, it's getting on there. So perfect. Thanks so much, Paul, and look forward to following you with this journey as it continues, brother. Hey man, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me on. Love you, bro.
All right. After months and months of begging and pleading to be on the Strategy of Fitness <laughs> podcast, welcome my better half, some would say, Mallory Cressy. How are you? I'm good. I, you begged me to do this, and here I am. Good. Speak up so everyone can hear you. Well, thank you for joining. So look, other than having to give us quiet time for an hour, hour and a half for the last 50 weeks, what do you think, man? What what are your thoughts on the strategy of fitness? High level. I really enjoy it. I feel like I learn something new every week, so I'm pretty excited about it. Good. All right. So how about you tell the listeners a little bit about your workout routine? You have a killer workout partner, Julie Cressy, my mother. But let's talk about how you get it in, what you like doing in the gym. And and maybe we should start with kind of your background in I mean, did you grow up? working out a lot. G- give us the full picture. Okay. So I, as a kid, was always really active, like riding bikes, playing like, stickball. But in high school, I played soccer and I ran for fun, not like organized sport. So all through college, I just ran a, basically mostly cardio. So now you make my workouts and they're so much better. Like my body has changed a lot going from cardio to now they're usually a lift and then a couple of wads afterwards. Yeah. And I mean, so what's that, what's that been like over the last, I guess it's been years since we've been doing that, right? I think like two years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing, just stepping back and looking at it, and I tell people this on the pod and I say this to people in person all the time, is like dominate your body weight. Right. And that's been a focus of yours. So what was it? The year of 2019, you couldn't do a single pull up and you had a, a goal of 10 dead hang pull-ups by the end of the year. Right. Right. How'd that go? I made it just barely. Right. The last one was questionable, but I did it. And then this year, my goal was going to be three sets of 10 and I've already accomplished that. So now I have to think of something new. Yeah. So once you, once you build that foundation, it's funny how it compounds, right? Yeah. Before you know it, you know, I think I had you doing 200 dead hangs a week for the first couple weeks. Right. And you mm-hmm. were like, this is, this is nonsense. And now you're like you know, knocking that out in a couple of days. Well, not coming from the same like workout background as you, a lot of things for me have been very mental, as you know. So I've definitely learned a lot of mental strength and had to unlearn the way that I talked to myself in my head previously and learn to trust myself and trust your process and that I can do it. And that's been a big struggle that I've worked. I I mean, I'm working through currently. Yeah. Well, we're always our worst critics, right? Especially in the middle of a hard workout. And that just comes to the territory, especially as you start getting into something like, like CrossFit. So very cool. Let's talk quickly about how COVID's impacted your your workout routine. I mean, everyone that's listened to this knows that we have a pretty sick setup here, but you and my mom have been actually getting like two days in for the last five, six months. What gets you going back in there other than me telling you to? <laughs> you don't tell me to. I write your workouts. <laughs> so I'm a teacher. So during the school year, I just, it's, it's just what I do. I don't think about like if I'm going to, or if I'm not, it's just when I get home, I immediately change and go. So that mindset helps me. So during COVID it's been even easier because my schedule has been a lot more clear. And especially in the summer, it's really easy. And then with the 
second workout, it's typically like a certain number of pull-ups every day. Right now, pull-ups, push-ups, and planks. So just knowing, you know, this is going to be less than 30 minutes. Again, it's something I just don't even think about. It's just what I'm going to do, making it routine. Beautiful. And that's really like, we talk about it and I, I throw together workouts for you guys, but the beauty of someone else doing your stuff, right? And it's one of the things I used to write my own. I used to go get them on the internet or whatever, but like the beauty of, of handing that power over to someone else, you were doing pretty good when you were just figuring it out yourself. But now you say, Hey, give me three or four weeks. So you don't have to think about it. You know how much time's allotted. I got to go do it. Right. I was doing pretty good by myself, but I'm also a person who will make things easier on myself. And you don't do that for me. So I think that's definitely why I've made such good gains because I'm not holding myself back. Yeah. You got to get out of that comfort zone and nothing good has ever really, I mean, other than being comfortable, nothing great has come from, from staying in that comfort zone. All right, cool. So quickly, a little self-serving piece here. What's your favorite strategy of fitness podcast episode? debated this all day because i've learned so many different like snippets or caveats from so many different episodes but i really enjoyed the energy systems that's one that i've list like re-listened to a few times to make sure that i understood things and to make sure that i'm kind of keeping that in mind and then kelly baker was amazing especially being a woman and being a teacher i really enjoyed that one as well those are my top two i cheated Cool. Who do you think the funny one is on the podcast? Do you think it's Rob, Dan, or myself? Well, I always think you're funny. I think Dan's laugh is funny. Okay. So there you go, Rob. One of my favorite things from looking back over the 50 episodes is, is, is the Rob being the funny one piece is, is one of my favorites. And then, you know, a couple other ones real quick. Favorite seltzer, non-alcoholic. That's tough. Bubbly cherry has has really been great lately when we don't and I can't find it. Or how about alcoholic? White claw, watermelon, all day. Yeah, variety pack number two. We're drinking that right now. Awesome. And then the last but not least before I let you go, would you rather only listen to Dan's music oh, from our playlist or anything else? Okay. Well, then there you go. I was gonna say Gone number with two. the Wind soundtrack, <laughs> but we'll we'll just go with literally anything else yourself and labor (laughs) perfect all right well thanks for joining and we're just getting started yeah thanks for having me this was fun yep see you bye alex king welcome to the strategy of fitness podcast episode 50 what's going on man nick my man i'm doing good just wrapped up in a cold beer had a good day today and it's taco night here so um all good saturday night taco night all right can can we talk about that quickly? Is it is it the full Alex King special? Or are you going all out for this? Nope, hands off today. This is uh, shrimp tacos, not your traditional taco munch out like we like we like we call it at home. But I'm looking forward to it. I got a got a solid couple of pounds of shrimp lined up for me to eat. Beautiful. All right, cool. Well, tell the listeners, look, me and Alex, he's best man at my wedding. I was best man at his wedding. We go way way back. Obviously, tell the people who you are quickly for the for the ones that don't know you yeah for sure uh, i mean this is a dream come true c- coming on the podcast here so just can't thank you guys enough yeah so nick and, and dan and i from the same town in delaware there definitely a little bit of a different fitness background from nick uh growing up t- 
tennis, my big sport. I played my whole life since as long as I can remember. Still, still play a ton, ton now. That's kind of the one sport that I always dedicated myself to consistently and getting better and whatnot. Other than that, you know, never, never really was much into weightlifting or anything like that. A lot of running, been running my whole life. Play a lot of basketball, swimming, stuff like that. Kind of just through the years, kind of fitness mentality. Just kind of like never miss a day, do something. I rarely ever miss a day where I break a good sweat. It might be for months at a time, only running or, you know, different things. Sometimes in the winter, you know, I would join gym, go to the gym every day for the winter, but never, never really kind of, kind of ha- had a hard, uh, you know, weightlifting uh, background or a program going on until pretty recently. So that's a new thing. That's a new thing for me. And it's been, it's been great. So I built, I, I, I built out uh, our spare bedroom in our, in our two bedroom apartment in Jersey city here into a nice little gym, I got a rack, pull-up bar, uh, an echo bike, barbell, some bumpers, kettlebells, some random stuff here. Enough to, to really get in, uh, get into everything I need to. And uh, I'm three weeks into a programming custom by Nick. So you, you could probably elaborate on that, on that a little bit more than, than I could because I'm just reading off an Excel spreadsheet and doing my best every day. I spent about a year with this kind of setup here, really wanting to get into weightlifting a little bit more, especially barbell stuff, mostly just from like watching CrossFit games on TV and seeing how much fun that looked like and how cool it was. So I spent about a year just doing things by myself, looking at YouTube, listening to this podcast, and then kind of plateaued on, on, on my gains and wasn't really getting, getting more weight, getting stronger. So that's where it kind of started a few weeks ago with, uh, with, with your programming. Yeah, so let's let's talk about a couple things there. So for one, the acknowledgement of, of, I mean, I was up at your apartment maybe a year and a half ago, maybe less than that, and there was a bed and a bunch of makeup in there for your wife's business, Nicole. And since then, I haven't been over since, but you've completely went all in on this gym. So Tell the people how you build it. Was it was it the you know brick by brick? Were you just adding a piece of equipment every couple months, or did you just go all in and say screw it? I'm I'm I want a home gym. There's a, a nice little nice little old school boxing gym around the corner from my house that I was going to for a little bit when I kind of started doing some more barbell stuff that I'd never gotten into in my life, and I was just so sick of waiting for the one deadlift platform, all that kind of stuff. So surprisingly, my wife was super okay with it when she came home one, one Wednesday night or something like that. And I, I had the bed out in the trash and pretty much moved all of her stuff into the other room and made a pretty sizable Amazon purchase. I think right off the bat, I just kind of went with a rack, a squat rack and barbell, some bumpers, some floor mats. And that was pretty much it. And then over the course of the last year, added piece by piece, whether it's, you know, more bumpers, uh, kettlebells, uh, echo bike is a big one. I changed out my rack. I had a, you know, maybe like a three or $400 four-legged squat rack from Amazon. It was a little bit bulky and I, I really wanted a taller, uh, taller rack. And of course I could spend money on Rogue's website pretty much any day of the week. So I, I, I went with the, uh, the nine foot pull-up bar monster light rack from Rogue uh, a few weeks ago. And that's just been awesome. More, more space. A lot more pull-ups, and then it's still still a rack for for everything else. So, yeah, and but how's yeah, the experience been with, with that echo? 
What's the experience been with that Echo bike? I know that's that's kind of a pretty unique piece of machine. Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, barbell and bumpers is is its own thing. But as far as like the one purchase, the one thing that I have in here that just is the most efficient piece of gym equipment that I've I've ever been on is is that Echo bike. There's there's really nothing more painful sometimes than than some of the really short, quick workouts you can do on that thing. I love having people over and tell them, tell them just get on it for less than a minute and seeing their reaction. <laughs> the story is, the other day of like your buddy who was a D3 football player and you bet him. I mean, it, it actually might be worth worth telling here. Just incredible. I mean, I, I, so, you know, I'm a minute long sprint that I've been doing a few times a week here. I max calories. I bet him that he couldn't just hop on it and do uh, 19 calories in one minute, which is pretty achievable. And uh, granted, after after a couple of beers, but he gave it everything he had and landed on 18. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty demoralizing, especially since I told him I'd give him 50 bucks if he can get to tw- if he can get to 19. <laughs> and then I followed that up with, with another one. I told him I'd give him 50 bucks if he could do six pull ups, and he could he got five in. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely stuff. brutal day for that guy. What yeah, a shitty Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 10 bucks off of it. He could have made 100. So, right. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the odds were in his favor. Yeah. And you mentioned it quickly, like about, about the workouts that you're getting in. So, for anyone that doesn't know, I don't program workouts for people, but I can make workouts for people that, that just trust me to go all in. They don't care about the acronyms next to your name or any actual experience other than I just know what I'm doing. So we're about three weeks in. I think the biggest challenge so far, and don't let me speak for you, is I've just been throwing a, a ton of, bo- of body work, body weight volume at you. How's the body adapting to that as you're doing You know, a couple hundred pull-ups, a couple hundred push-ups? A week is is it you know three weeks in a month in now are you, are you starting to be like okay this is a good foundation yeah for sure I, I've, I've never done that type of volume ever in my life for sure so that was um that that was big big change i feel good now definitely after week one it was just kind of like okay that was that was a lot but i feel great and and then week once i got like halfway through week two or towards the end of week two i was just like I just like not just doms like full on muscle fatigue like very very <laughs> exhausted and then got through week two gave it a couple days off after that for the weekend and didn't do any any lifting or anything like that and then finished up week three and I feel significantly better end of week three than I did end of week two I think at a, <laughs> week two just kind of caught up from week one and two combined but but right now I feel great I mean the body weight stuff at, at this point is just it's a, it's completely different than week one and you know just bang out sets um pretty pretty quickly compared to week one that's great <laughs> i mean i knew that it was going to be like that you know it's all laying the foundation you're putting it down thick up front there is a method to the madness you're going to wean off of that and start working on actual strength movements but as i said earlier in this podcast because I, I had mallory on i hammer her with body weight stuff and i've just seen what it's done to her and myself for that matter it it, it pays off when you start messing with the barbell Let's talk quickly about something that you and I literally never talk about, and it's diet, just because I want to give everyone a perspective of everyone we talked to tonight. Do you give a shit about it? I know, I mean, you make some great food, but you really don't monitor your diet much, right? I don't. I, I, I do genuinely care about my diet very much. 
but I don't, I'm fortunate enough. They don't really have to monitor it. Right. I'm five, 10, five, 10, 155 pounds, uh, have been for a long time and probably always will be pretty, pretty fortunate metabolism. And I obviously work out a lot, so that helps. But in, in general, I just kind of come from a background of, you know, make your own food. I don't really eat junk food ever. Like soda is not really a thing. Like probably the worst thing I put into my body is, is alcohol on a, you know, weekend basis. In general, I don't, I don't eat crappy food. I make my own food. I don't ever count calories or anything like that. Take the, I take Rob's thorn protein now because I'm pro- pretty sure that's probably a little protein deficient for how much work I was doing. But in general, for me, it's just kind of like, you know, cheat and eat some shitty stuff here and there. But I, Michael Pollan, the author who writes all those books about food and stuff like that, his kind of thing is, you know, shop around the periphery of the grocery store and eat things with less than five ingredients. So when I'm going to the grocery store, I don't go up and down you know, the aisles with the junk food in them. I hit the produce, go around to the dairy, and that's kind of kind of it. That's So that's, yeah. al- that's always served me well. Some other people who have different body types certainly probably would, would uh, that wouldn't work quite as well for them, but um, that's... No, and, and like you said, like you've always, even when you weren't lifting or even concerned with it, you, you never had a sedentary lifestyle. You were always up and around and moving and you play a ton of tennis and you run. I mean, obviously your dad, Gifford, used to run like crazy and i think that was instilled into both of us it's funny because when when you think about the the diet piece the thorn is probably a good supplement because like you said you you're probably you were probably under under protein especially now that you're that you're lifting a lot so it's good that you've made that adjustment i think because as you start to do more and more of this i think the carb intake immediately after workouts is going to be something that you need to focus on and the protein overall is just something you need for muscle, you know, mass. Yeah, I think I noticed for sure that the, the protein helps a little bit just with, with soreness and whatnot too. You don't don't feel quite as devastated a lot of times when you're chugging down extra protein. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, now some self serving piece. First of all, thanks again for for coming on the pod. We appreciate the interaction on IG and the text and and everything. It's crazy this has been 50 episodes so far. I, I can't fucking believe it. But let's talk about, one, your favorite episode or maybe the, the, the most valuable episode to you so far. For sure. So I'll, I, I, the, the two squat episodes, for sure, were, were for me the best ones. And any of the ones where you guys just focus in uh, on a specific movement, those are the best for me because, like I said, I don't come from any sort of a, a weightlifting strength training background at all. So, you know, I'm learning stuff on YouTube and Instagram and stuff. So when, when you guys dive, dig, dive deep into something like that, I'm actually learning things there and taking it in, into the, into my gym the next day. So those are all the best for me. The squat was the, was probably the best one. And then I'll throw in there as far as the, the, the interview ones. I loved, uh, your boy, Matt Web, Webkey, is it? Webkey. So good. What a guy. That's the guy, kind of guy I want to just, you know, drink some beers with one day. Sounds like he's got some stories. Yeah, he's got some stories, and man, he is the one guest, hands down, that everyone's like, who's that guy? And I'll tell you, like, I didn't even know who the hell he was. It was Rob's program, and he was like, yeah, let's get this guy on. And the dude was just a source of knowledge, and he was also a cool guy. Yeah. All right, cool. The next one, as you know, it's coming. Favorite seltzer, non-alcoholic? Non-alcoholic favorite seltzer is the uh, vintage seltzers. 
Uh, they come in like the, I don't know, like a one liter bottle that you get from the from like Acme probably is the only place that still sells it. I don't know. It's like the first seltzer I ever had for sure. But I just think it's the most carbonated one. And that's all I care about. I don't drink a, drink a ton of non-alcoholic seltzer. I just don't buy it. It's just not, doesn't occur to me to buy it. But if somebody just has it around, I'll easily drink a 12 pack of non-alcoholic seltzer in a, in a single and what about <laughs> And what about alcoholic seltzer? Because we can also drink a 12 pack of those without even thinking about it. For sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm a company man, so I, I drink product that I sell exclusively. I like the Bonneviv grapefruit seltzer. Mm-hmm. I think it just tastes the closest to like a, a grapefruit crush. So I'll take that one over any White Claw any day of the week, or truly. Beautiful. And then add a song. We put the Ambassador remix, which you've been you know yapping about for weeks and weeks, finally on the playlist. Give us another song that can, you know, be on the playlist so we don't have to listen to Dan's bullshit. Yeah, that, that song had been omitted for way too long. Some some of those like bass drops in that song, just ultimate uh, workout music. But I, I want to throw in a song I listened to like five times today when I was working on your programming, and that is Isis by Joyner Lucas and uh, Logic. What's, what's the name? We missed it there for a second. Isis is the name of the song. Isis by uh, Joyner Lucas? Yep, featuring Logic. Yeah, can't go wrong there, right? This is an absolute hitter. All right, well, guess what? It's on the playlist starting now. Perfect. Well, look, man, thank you so much for for taking a few minutes on a Saturday night at 9 o'clock. Anything, any parting shots, any uh, shit you want to spew at at Rob or Dan on your way out? Yeah, I mean, I hope to meet Rob one day. Doubt I ever will. Dan... Uh, I think I think he gets enough. I think he gets enough shit. So I'll I'll, I'll leave I'll leave him alone. Now I just can't thank you guys enough for doing this podcast. It it adds like an incredible amount of consist- consistency to my week. Definitely one of those things where I just keep coming back and listening. It's kind of the reason why I keep lifting more than I ever have before, and just learn a ton. And uh, and you guys are obviously funny as hell. So appreciate you having me on, and appreciate you guys putting this out every week. Absolutely, brother. Thanks for thanks for coming on, and we'll run it back this time next year. Thanks, Alex. Alex. Welcome to the Strategy of Fitness podcast, Toasty, my man, Keith Kirk. What's going on, man? Not much, buddy. Just excited to be on the pod for once. It's a Saturday night. It's the 50th episode, and we want to shout out some of our most loyal listeners. I'll tell you, you and I have always kept in touch since I left the starboard, but None more than ever over the last, I don't know, I'd say year. But before we get into that, set the scene. Who are you, man? All right, I'm Keith Kirk. I'm a general manager down at the Starboard Restaurant in Dewey Beach. Kind of just a lifelong beach guy. Got a wife, two kids, which uh, is the biggest challenge in my entire life. And <laughs> trying to get on the, uh, the right path of fitness. And you guys are uh, helping me with that. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's dig in there a little bit. So, okay, well, before we do that, step back. High school, were you were you in sports a bunch as a kid? I mean, you're an athletic guy, so, so give us that rundown. Not a ton. Played a bunch of organized soccer when I was a kid, traveling all around the place. Other than that, just doing a lot of water sports, surfing, stuff like that, wakeboarding, but no real organized team sports. I bet you that surfing and stuff and longboarding and all that beach beach cool guy th- stuff probably gives you some good body awareness, I would guess. It's something I'm lacking. I can't balance worth shit. I, I don't think you can teach it a little bit later in life, so you probably got me there. 
Well, the key to all that stuff is just learning how to fall the right way. I've never been good at that, but it's good to know. All right. So, so now that's, that's who you are. That's, you know, obviously the, the starboard is where we've known each other for a decade now, which is crazy to say out loud. Talk about kind of your fitness journey now. So what are you doing? I know you're like one of the best. When I talk to someone that has some real structure and a diet, I think you could probably give some, some good insight there. What works for you? I'm just going to hand it over to you for a couple minutes. Just kind of tell us where you're at, what you're focusing on, and go from there. All right, right on. I mean, diet is probably my most difficult challenge in life. I'm kind of always on the go. I'm, I never stop moving. I work at a restaurant. There's bars there. So easy, quick bar food and cocktails are the easiest thing to pick up or have a drink after work, whatever it is. So my weight is probably the biggest struggle I've ever had to, to deal with in the fitness realm. You know, I've, I've always been able to, to run, to jump, to do whatever, but my body mass is an issue. So over the course of the last, I would honestly say five years, I've dropped 40 pounds, put it back on, dropped some weight, put it back on. And over the last year or so, I think I dropped 40 pounds. And this is the most consistent I've been about not putting the weight back on. And a lot of that is just diet. Right now, I'm, I'm just kind of rotating carbs a lot. Actually, I'm not even rotating. I'm just eating tons of carbs, you know, but hitting like my five meals a day, every three hours, subbing in some protein shakes, and just trying to keep my body mass down while focusing on, you know, getting a lot of cardio in, Trying to trying to get some lifts going. I'm having a hard time finding a the right challenge to keep me driven right now. But that's kind of my next step, and that's what I've been thinking about the past week. So I'm glad I'm on the podcast today. So maybe you can give me a new challenge, a new fitness challenge for like <sighs> a month or so that I can well, kind of you can hold me accountable for. Yeah, well, I, I can think about that. I'm not going to shotgun you with one right here, but. <laughs> I, I want to dig into that that structure and that discipline in the diet because I know we bullshit a lot and you know most of the time we're giving each other shit. There are few people on the earth that I've seen as structured and disciplined with a diet as you when you meal prep. Did you get that from someone or is that just you know your macros you got to hit, I got to eat a bunch of broccoli and chicken and you just make it happen? So probably a few a few years ago now, I've known the guy almost my whole life. One of my, I think he was my sixth grade social studies teacher. His name's Chris Antonio. He's got a business down here. It's uh, Antonio Fitness. He's got like a 12-week kind of crash tw uh, body transformation program, which is, you know, all about diet. Not crazy exercise. You can push it. But most of the time I found myself doing a little extra. But he's down here. He trains out of the Shaw Brothers basement. And he's got a program where you're pretty much rotating carbs. It's like, you know, it's broken down into three carb meal days, two carb meal days, one carb meal day. And it's 40 grams of carbs with three meals, two meals, one meal, et cetera. So you start, you know, you start your week with all threes and then you kind of gradually chip off some carbohydrates week by week by week. And over the course of 12 weeks, you're down to eating not a ton of carbs every day. 
but it doesn't feel that bad because you, you know, you took 12 weeks to get to that point. So you're, you're def- you're in a huge calorie deficit by the end and you're pushing workouts every day. Not, I don't think ever, we don't, I don't ever do it two a day with that program, but that's kind of the, the shining star of my diet structure. Yeah. Good God. I can't even imagine how that feels. And then jumping to as your body is adapting to that, how are the workouts? So is it hard to balance both? Is it a commitment to both mutually or exclusively? Or I mean, do you find yourself saying, man, I'm really hitting my diet hard. I don't have to worry as much about workouts. Or when you're on that diet, you say, man, I really want to take advantage of this. I want to double down and crush my workout. I would say double down and crush the workouts. Like there's, there's few things that get my mind clear and like just I'm happy right now when I'm working out. So if I worry about just doing the diet and nailing those, like the macros, that's the hard part. Like getting in the gym and lifting and kind of getting after it is the fun. Like, I mean, you have two kids, so I'm, I'm sure that there's times where you have just complete chaos around you. You know, whether it's uh, you're, trying, you're trying to answer a work email, and one kid wants this, one kid wants that, the wife's doing this, and it, it just kind of that, I can't even think of the word, but it's... Yeah, it's mayhem, and and you're trying to get it in in the in and keep your cool at the same time, which is one of the the struggles I have. Is like if I'm in the middle of an intense workout and my four year old just turns into a four year old, which he's expected to do, I got to be level headed enough to be like, yeah, your heart rate's at 180, but <laughs> yeah, your little boy's running at you, chill, bro. But when you know, but when you know you're going to get that gym time and nothing oh, can bother you, it's it's the absolute best. It's like, it's the best. I, yeah, I know nobody's going to be in my garage or sometimes I'll go work out at the gym. It's a private gym down here on like Sunday afternoon and there's nobody there. And it's just serene. Is that the word? I mean? Serene? Yeah. It's blissful. It's, it's blissful, there's, baby. There's, That's there's, it. I was thinking of bliss. There's nobody there. And it's just, I can t- put whatever music I want on. I can lay out whatever workouts I want. It's perfect. So let's talk about that quickly. So I know you're building at your home gym and I want to talk about that as well, but where are you getting these workouts? Are you making it yourself? It sounds like your trainer gives you a little bit of something, but you might supplement with something else. Are you thinking about you know, diving all in on a new program? Like what are the next six months look like? I don't really care about the last six months. Yeah. Well, with COVID, everything is in my gym or in my garage. So I'm kind of just pulling, pulling things like from the past that I can do in my garage. You know, I see stuff that you guys post online that I will modify because I'm not a madman. I'm following a bunch of people on Instagram that always have good stuff. And I'm just trying to come in. I do a long form of cardio every day, which is either like, I, I got this echo bike that is brutal. I just got a rower, which is it's fun right now, but I can see that wearing off once I dive deep into it. And I got a treadmill, which I do these, these long, like 45, 50 minute walks with the incline all the way up and just keep increasing the speed, which is, it doesn't sound very hard and it's not at first, 
But man, after like 45, 50 minutes, everything is just dripping sweat. <laughs> yeah, it's the sweatiest machine ever. But other than that, I'm I'm literally trying to work on my barbell skills more, which is nice. It's a challenge. I sent you, I mean, I sent you a bunch of power clean videos and it's just every little thing that I'm That's trying to thing. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to just yank it off the ground. You're like, oh, this, oh, this, oh, this. But every time I try to fix that, my weight goes down. And it's such a mind, I can say mind fuck on this, right? You can. That I just, I want to stop, but I want to keep going. Other than that, I'm, I'm just literally trying to do whatever I can, whenever I can. Change up some muscle groups and just consistently every day get in an hour, hour and a half worth of workouts. Whether it's just getting moving or if it's killing myself, it's just literally right now focusing on fitness, period. Love it. I love it. That's awesome, man. And look, you get it in. And like you said, you're working on that consistency. There's fluctuations, especially in the weight. I'm sure there are, there are mental grind as much as there are physical grind. So keep that baseline down. I know we're, we're whoop boys now. So we're always yeah. tracking each other, which is great. I mean, who invited a bunch of Navy SEALs to the whoop group? Nah, they're <laughs> swicks. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, I was like, what is going on? Like, who are these guys? And I'm like, oh, okay. I get it. My uh, one guy's got a permanently broken strain meter because he gets out of bed. Like me and my buddy Capwell talk about Mike. We're like, man, he takes his dog for a walk and he's got a 14 strain. Uh, we're, we're not sure what the hell is going on, but seriously, the dude will do a like a 30 minute weightlifting session and he'll be at 16 for the day. We're like, what the fuck's going on right now? That's something that the whoop guys should be alerting about. If, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that's kind of the point. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love like, it. Hey man, you've got a heart condition. You need to stop. <laughs> yeah. Your resting heart rate is 35, but man, you get up to a hundred real quick. Oh God, I'm I'm terrible on that thing. All right, well, a couple self-serving things here. So we would be remiss not to ask, what's your favorite episode that you've gotten from from the strategy of fitness so far? Fifty eps in, kind of hard to narrow it down to one. So I narrowed it down to my top three. One, right. I the Coach Slats podcast, very motivating. Yep, just all the experiences. I mean, it just, it made me, it, I was, I think I was mowing my lawn while I was listening to it. And I literally got off my riding mower and went right to workout. My other two favorites, because I don't understand them. So I keep listening to them and still don't understand them. Energy Systems, the Gains Lab podcast. I have no idea what the hell anybody's <laughs> talking about. And that, and that drives me crazy. So I keep listening to it and thinking I'm going to figure it out. But I have not yet. Bro, imagine on the fly trying to co-host one of those because I'm with you. I'm on there like Googling shit. Like, man, what are they talking about? They're taking me in waters. I can't swim. <laughs> but but every time I listen to it, I feel a little smarter, especially WebKey's episode. That guy, he's a special type of demon, I feel like. he's He's got some mad scientists to him. Yeah, and all of his posts, the Instagram, are just everybody PRing everything all the time. And I'm yeah. like... Okay. Okay. Well, you know, you you know what you might have to do is you might have to do the year of the engine because he builds it for rowers and Rob is do it. He's substituting the biker, but you know, in the next couple months after the summer winds down and you're, you're clear in the fall, 
might be something that we can track some progress. You're the engine. I don't know, Toast. You said you need a challenge. That sounds dangerous. Yeah, I was just, I, I was just, I was going to go your route and talk to Chris Clyde. Or actually, you know what might work better is if maybe if I have his wife Maria program my workouts for me because I'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm not quite on the Chris Clyde level yet. Uh, she'd take care of you though. Oh, she's so yeah. So all right, and you know we. A couple more quick standard ones that we ask everyone that, that joins. First of all, what's your favorite seltzer, non-alcoholic? Non-alcoholic seltzer? Ooh. I mean, LaCroix is good. I go like generic, giant brand black cherry would probably be my number one. Now, how about the, the alcoholic seltzers? Do you, do you mess with them at all? If we count high noon. Yeah, of course. But I, I don't think that's a seltzer, but I'm going to count no, anyway. We, we call it, though, because, you know, it's a vodka soda, but, but it, it dabbles. The high noon watermelon. Yeah, love that. The but nooners a, are they're everywhere now. But I'm not a big seltzer guy. I know you're not, but, I, you know, we have to ask. We ask all of our guests, and you're, you know, you're up there. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's go with one, one more quick hitter, and it's do you have a go-to gym song right now that we can add to our playlist? You know, this is tough because you guys have like 80 songs, if not more. Way more than that. Too many. Yeah. On the hitter list. So I'm thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. Worked out today. And probably my favorite song came on for the gym. And it's Red Dot Music by Mac Miller and Action Bronson. Oh, yes. I saw you put some Action Bronson on our IG the other day. Dude, love Action Bronson. He's great. He's great. I'm not sure I know that that song by title, but. It's getting added. You're going to love it. Oh, good. I mean, Mac well, cool. Miller and Action Bronson, come on. Yeah, I mean, what, what could be better? Well, look, man, I appreciate, for one, the listens and the combos offline and joining the pod. Look, man, I, I, I can't wait for another 50 episodes and we're talking a year from now. We bring it back and we run it back. So thanks for joining. Absolutely insane that this has made it an entire year. <laughs> I know. And and at first, I was like, this will never last. But the like between you being a buddy, I don't know Dan, I don't know Rob, but they're like, they're characters in this pod. That, and I, now I just can't stop listening. It's like a sitcom. I just got to keep watching every week, every week. <laughs> That's why you guys put one out on like a, on like a Wednesday and I'm upset about it. Like it's not there in my, my drive home Monday afternoon. And that's why we love you, Toasty, because that, that type of shit fires me up. I'll, I'll do this till I'm 200 years old. And I'll be dead 100 years after. But look, man, appreciate it, and we'll do this again. All right. See you later, buddy. Later, man. Man, I don't know about you, Dan, but that was pretty great to hear from, from several of our listeners. You know, there's, there are several others that we want to get to and we will talk to, but these are some of the guys and girls that are hitting us up. On a, on a weekly basis. Looking forward to continuing this, man. Looking forward to continuing it and can't wait to be there next week. It was a great episode. I love I loved the conversation and certainly love talking with, with Dan there. So we'll be back at it next week. See you.